Hi, Cherise here with a special announcement. You can now enjoy select episodes of Detailed in video form. That's right. Detailed is now available on RCAT's YouTube channel. Now, you may be thinking, I already listened to the podcast. No need to watch it on YouTube. Well, trust me, if you don't want to miss out, even if you're an avid listener of the podcast, the video format is a completely different experience. Not only is it like hanging out with us, but you also get to hear parts of the conversation that were left on the cutting room floor. You can also see the photos, drawings, and video as we discuss the incredible projects that are featured. Come join us on YouTube. Follow the link in our show notes, and let's get into the details. This is an original podcast by RCAT. Try the number one most used website for finding building product information and save time and money. No registration is required with RCAT, so try it today and get ahead on your next project. Visit RCAT.com. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. Hi, Sharice here. I recently had the opportunity to join the RCAT team at Greenbuild's 2023 International Conference and Expo in Washington, D.C. Greenbuild's 2023 theme highlighted the decades-long legacy and unwavering commitment of the green building movement to transforming the built environment to serve, prepare, and protect our communities in a rapidly changing world. I spoke with several interesting people who are committed to that effort and had a ton of great insight to share. We are bringing those conversations to you here on the Detailed Podcast as bonus content. Enjoy. In this interview, my guest is Brittany Storm, Sustainability Manager at MAPE. Brittany's background in sustainable building consulting and construction allows her to speak to audiences about both the big picture and technical aspects of a project. Brittany is a lead fellow girl. <laughs> girl, that's impressive. With lead AP, BDNC, and IDNC credentials as well as a Well AP and Fitwell Ambassador. She is also active on many sustainable committees. I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you. Brittany, welcome to Detail. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's nice to be at Greenbuild. And this is my over 10 years of coming to Greenbuild and my fourth year coming from a pay. So it's I've seen it, as you can see from my background, from so many different angles. So it's, it's nice being on the manufacturing side, especially with materials being in the spotlight right now. So it's, it's cool to see sustainability for specific to materials right now. Well, this is my first trip to Greenbuild. Okay. So I haven't had a chance quite yet to go wander the room, but materials as a spec writer which is my day job, <laughs> materials are becoming just more and more critical every day. Absolutely. So we know that sustainability, net zero, decarbonization, energy efficiency, and just healthier buildings are more important than ever before. Tell me what MAPE is doing to contribute to these efforts. Teach me something. <laughs> yeah, you hit all the buzzwords there with sustainability. That's Those, those are the buzzwords going around Greenville right now. So. Like I said, it's good to be at Greenbuild and be able to talk about the materials and Amapay. Sustainability is built into everything we do. Sustainability is now new to Amapay. We've been around for over 85 years and sustainability has been a part of Amapay since the very beginning. 
we focus on building products that are not only among the best and the most durable in the industry, but we also make sure that they're designed to minimize impacts on human health and wellness as well as the environment, which hits a lot of the buzzwords that you just talked about. So, you know, just when you think you've heard all of the buzzwords, there's new things that come out. Sustainability is ever changing, and that's why it's a, a good time to be talking about sustainability and, and it really impacts everybody, whether or not you're pursuing a sustainability project or a lead or well or you know, any of those projects. You know, sustainability is is here and you, you may have sustainable products and not know about it. So yeah, we, we make sure we work with the project teams there. I've been around in the green building industry for some time now, and we've seen a shift from sustainability being about recycled content and VOC contents, regional, to environmental product declarations and, and uh, asking manufacturers to provide disclosures. I'm sure you've seen that in specs, like the sustainability specs section has gotten so detailed and so much more information than they're asking of manufacturers. Like right before COVID and, and during COVID, uh, we saw a shift towards uh, healthier materials and what's in a, what's in a product, what am I breathing in? And now you're starting to see that shift back towards carbon, which is one of the buzzwords that you talked about, and uh, having environmental product declarations. And so there's so many different sides of sustainability, and we have to make sure that we have sustainable attributes or certifications that cover all of those. So carbon at Greenbuild and, and now in, in general is having a, it's, it's, it's in the spotlight right now. So when we're talking about carbon, as it relates to design and construction, we're talking about embodied carbon. There's two types of carbon that you were talking about. Uh, you'll hear a lot at Greenbuild today. So carbon, embodied carbon is, uh, refers to greenhouse gases that come from the manufacturing process. And then there's operational carbon, which has to deal with the building use after construction operational use. So a lot of the, the education sessions at Greenbuild and a lot of uh, manufacturers are being asked for providing your embodied carbon or what's your GWP, your global warming potential of your products, because that's where we're concerns about reducing our carbon footprint for building projects. So since 2012, um, a globally has reduced over, or offset over 80,000 carbon tons that's associated with the manufacturing process. And just this year, we brought that program, the carbon neutral program to the Americas. So we measure our carbon emissions throughout the life cycle of, of our products. And we try to reduce our footprint with either optimizing our formulas or looking at packaging, looking at processes to reduce our carbon footprints. And as I touched on earlier, and I'm, I'm sure you're aware, there's so many different parts and pieces of sustainability. It's not just a one-stop shop for you know, just having carbon or just having low VOCs. Uh, sustainability means different things to different people. And we have to have all those different bells and whistles or certifications and attributes to address all of whatever customers are asking for. So a single MAPE product can have over seven sustainable attributes or certifications. So in addition to carbon, we have environmental product declarations, we have material ingredient reports, VOC emissions certifications, green squared certification, which is unique to tile and tile setting manufacturers. So many more sustainable attributes and certifications. So that's why our spec section is, so, is uh, large. So large. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? As a spec writer, I would rather have a large detailed spec section 
where I can see everything available to me than a brief, poorly written spec section where I don't know what I'm missing because at the end of the day, you're the expert on your product, not me. Absolutely. I may know how to take all that information and do my magic in a spec with it, but I don't, the details that you share with me are vitally important for me to do my job. So you're just getting my permission from a spec writer today to write big complicated with instructions, sections, so that we can see all the things that we need to do and understand better. And the beauty of green building specs, in my opinion, there's so many different green building standards. There's LEED, which here, there's the well building standard, there's the living building challenge. They all are asking the same thing in different ways, shapes, and forms. So there's options, there's choices. They're not, none of these standards are saying you have to have this third party certification, you have to have from X, Y, and Z, you know, third party certification or verifier. It, there's options within there. So that's why it's also bulky too, but I think it, it allows that flexibility and makes makes sustainability or selecting products a little bit more easy because you're not stuck on just finding one product that needs one certification. It's very flexible, which is good for, for both of us. <laughs> well, and, yeah, it, and that's huge because it is, especially sustainability and specifications can get very, very complicated. And you know, it's a time is money business and, and we have to write specs for lots of different products. And doing the research and trying to figure out what complies where and you know, for which standard is hugely time consuming. And it's one of the ways I think manufacturers can really help make a difference for the people, whether it's a spec writer or whoever is writing the specs for that firm is having it all there to save us some of that time because Absolutely. it is and when we don't have time then either mistakes happen sure. or we leave out important things that could make a difference. Absolutely and I think so and I'm sure other manufacturers would, would agree with this too but the new versions of, of these green building standards are asking architects to not only be spectators but also be toxicologists and life cycle analyzers, what is that word? And it's difficult, like in addition to their actual day job, there's so many parts and pieces of sustainability now. And I absolutely push for manufacturers being part of the project teams. I think we need to advocate for that more to not only help out writing specs, but project team. I mean, the pay has hundreds of products. And when, when I get requests to narrow down just the sustainable products. I'm like, okay, we've gone from thousands to over 500. So, you know, it's hard. So if you if you make us as a manufacturer part of your project team, we're able to work with you. We understand what your project's trying to achieve. We understand it from the sustainability side and we help you better select a product that makes the most sense and, and complies with what's spec. Well, if you want to start a movement, <laughs> Absolutely. I will I will be your first follower <laughs> because there's not any phase of the project that the manufacturer isn't involved. Right. And why are they not a part of the team? It's Once you select the product, right. they, you know, I understand that sometimes you don't get to use the product you want originally, but it's it's my most valuable resource. And I anybody who knows me knows I run around preaching that like a crazy woman, but it, it really would be a game changer because these things are complicated. Nobody knows your product better than you. Right. right. And we, yeah. I mean, we're asking everybody to be a professional in every single division 
And that's and impossible. It is impossible. I, I, I feel for, for architects, especially on sustainability projects where, like I said, you're having to be a toxicologist and read what's in a product and, and the environmental product side of it or the impact side of it. It's hard. It is it hard. Is hard. So can you give me one case study of a project, an actual project that you've used your products on and how that contributed to that being a healthier, more sustainable building? Absolutely. So speaking of advocating, so we were a part of a project called Pikes Peak Summit Complex in Colorado. It's at the top of Pikes Peak and they are pursuing lead I believe the Platinum and Living Building Challenge, which is in my sometimes lead on steroids, as it's right. called. <laughs> so doing both certifications. So as I just talked about sustainability in different standards, there's different requirements for each of them. So working with the project team to juggle what makes sense for lead, what makes sense for Living Building, what makes sense for both of them. So we had the opportunity, uh, we were approached by the contractor, I believe, or, or maybe even the architect, someone on the project team reached out to ask us about one product. And we ended up providing over 15 products for them because they used us as a resource. So speaking of advocating, we worked with them throughout the, from start to finish on the project and ended up working with many other contractors on the project. And they just used us as a resource and uh, picking our brains as far as what product made the most sense and then what also made the most sense for lead and living building challenge. And so we had to find little uh, exceptions here and there for them and, and working with them to find the best products that made the most sense. But to me, that was, one of the most rewarding product projects I've ever worked on because being a part of the team and encouraged to speak up and offer uh, help to the team because like we were just talking about, you can't possibly know everything in the product. So it was a rewarding project to be on and really hope to go visit one day and, and go check it out. That doesn't sound like a horrible place to need to go visit. No, not at all. <laughs> so when you have your first meeting for this new movement, Let's meet there. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. <laughs> I love this. This is going to work out really well. That's great. <laughs> so, final question. Tell me what sustainable products MAPE has to offer to help us design professionals do better. Can you recommend a few for me? So, the cliche answer is all of our products. All of our products, are of course. Sustainable. It really depends on the project and the team. So, What's being specced? Are we specking for a lead project, for example? So I can speak from the sustainability side. Of our products can have up to seven sustainable attributes or certifications. So not all of those are needed on a lead project or a living building challenge project or whatever. So we work with the project teams to find the best product that makes the most sense for the project that they're working on and what's being specced. I'll talk about today, because otherwise we'd be here all day, Ultralight Mortar Zero. So it's one of our lightweight mortars for heavy and large tile. It's a product that contains more than 20% recycled content. So as I was talking about with carbon earlier, recycled content reduces embodied carbon, which is what a lot of customers and, and attendees here are, are looking for. It's also, in addition to uh, recycled content, it has an environmental product declaration. So we've done a life cycle analysis on that product to determine its carbon footprint from extraction to end of life. It's made changes and continue to make changes in the formula and the production process to make sure that we're keeping our carbon footprint low. 
And then we've offset the remaining balance of emissions through uh, third-party uh, buying carbon credits And then Ultralight Mortar Zero is also has uh, zero VOC content. It has a VOC emissions certification, which is asked for on every sustainable uh, green building program out there. And it's also red list free, which means it doesn't contain any hazardous chemicals that are found on the red list or the no-no list, as they call it. Lastly, green squared certification, which is, again, specific to tile and tile setting materials. And we have green squared certification, which is a multi-attribute certification that looks at all of the certifications or bells and whistles that I just talked about. Since we're at Greenville, I'll say that Ultralight Mortar Zero contributes to at least five lead credits, which is what it's been wow. a lot of asks here is how many how many points can I get? Uh, so we, we can't give away points. I wish it was that easy, but we do contribute to at least five lead credits. So uh, lots of points there for, for project teams to take advantage of. So yeah, and all of this information is on our website and, and yeah, I could go on and on about different sustainable products, but uh, those attributes are found throughout the hundreds of products that we have that have that So I am going to go down one quick rabbit hole. Sure. You thought you were done. You thought you were done. <laughs> have you, because this is just my own personal observation, but you know, we all work in our kind of whatever our lane is at the moment. We don't always see what everybody's doing, mm -hmm. but I am getting just from a lot of my podcast interviews, I am getting the vibe that more and more architecture firms are searching out sustainable products even when they're not pursuing any kind of certification. Absolutely. That it's becoming more and more a part of day-to-day -day regular design life. When I, I remember when all this certification started and everything was all about chasing the points. Mm -hmm. You know, people are not always doing the certifications, but they want to make better buildings. Are you seeing that across the board? Yes. So um, our, our top three requested certifications are LEED, Living Building Challenge, and WELL. But we work with a lot of do-it-yourselfers, a lot of homeowners that are just passionate about sustainability, whether they're looking at it from an environmental perspective or a health perspective or both. It's really what, what sustainability means to you. But we also work with a lot of developers and owners of portfolios that are pursuing a lead-ish or they have their own set of sustainability standards that pull a lot of the same language. So we're all working on the same common materials framework of pulling uh, the same sustainable attributes or certifications. It's just the way that they're asking. But yeah, we've seen, it's a, it's a big portion of our of our uh, customer requests is just for do-it-yourselfers or uh, those that are have some sort of standard that is similar to LEED but not actually going after the, the points. Brittany, this has been a fantastic chat. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for uh, having me. I hope you'll come back and kind of keep me posted on the movement, of course, the <laughs> new movement and what's going on at Mape. It was This was an absolute pleasure today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more, visit rcat.com forward slash podcast to see photos, details, and more related project and product information that we discussed today. While you're there, take a look around rcat.com. For over 30 years, rcat has been the resource for AEC professionals to find the right products for their project. Try rcat and see how their tools can save you time and money and help you get ahead on your next project. Visit rcat.com.
That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. If you enjoyed the show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and sharing this with your friends. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back to share more stories and lessons learned to help you navigate your next project.